0: Warning: This episode contains adult language, mature situations, poison, otaku main characters, mischievous eunuch advisors, the inner working of a court harem, political tension, and shocking news about a member of Gynex. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and monger View Episode Three Hundred Ninety-Eight: The Apothecary Diaries. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Spark and monger View. Some podcast and manga reviews about connecting the enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zan, and Konichiwa, Aloha, Bonjour, and What's Up. I hope everyone out there in your land is doing well. If you are Jewish, happy Hanukkah. You have three more days to go and hope you're doing well. For those of you who are celebrating other holidays, well, happy holidays. Happy upcoming Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa and Happy Festivus, and more importantly, we have the upcoming event, The Great Conjecture, yes. What is The Great Conjecture? It is the alignment of two planets in order, which will make something known as the Bethlehem Star. This hasn't happened in like 400 years, so it's going to be kind of cool. But this is not a podcast about such things. We're a podcast that we talk about Really random, geeky stuff. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is some podcast and manga reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. Pretty much what that means is every episode I talk about one or two geeky topics, and since this is the manga review, obviously I'm talking about manga. And I tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the overarching plot, the production quality, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-host say, but I try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of my earlier episodes at www.spyarking.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, Twitch, and various other social media sites. Also, if you really want to be crazy, you could find me on the A-L-E-X-A app. And if you do find me there, remember to like and subscribe. Also, you can join our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash S-P-I-R-A. D-I-S-C-O-R-D, Spire Discord, where you can recommend new mangas or movies or animes or TV shows for me to talk about. Also, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N at com or tweet me at Spirekin. So now that I've got that show notes out of the way, I hope you guys have been doing well. I've been kind of being there, going crazy, getting things done, and I've been excited because there's so much going on during this time of year. I know it's been kind of crazy, but I kind of enjoyed it. I got a lot of birthdays for family members and kind of makes Greta happy this time of year she loves listening to the music and just things are pretty cool and as you've been listening on the podcast for the movie review I've been reviewing a lot of Christmas movies so it's kind of cool but since this is the manga review let's actually get to it Shari because we've got a lot of manga news to talk about today actually that's not true we don't have any manga news uh this is really quick but there is something big that happened so first off with our manga news section mangaka Daiji Kazumi creator of many Adaptations for tokusatsu shows passed away on November 27th due to a cerebral hemorrhage and lobar pneumonia. That's kind of nasty. Unfortunately, this occurred. He was 84 years old. However, he did live a storied life. He was a student under noted picture book illustrator Tomohiko Oda, and he debuted as a mangaka in 19. 56 with the Karakari Yashi Himitsu story he illustrated most of the Ultra series including the first Ultraman show Ultra 7, Ultraman Leo and just basic Ultraman he's worked on tons of adaptations of tokusatsu shows he also drew manga based on the Godzilla films um, he was a member of the Japanese Cartoonist Association and he will be missed he's a pretty cool guy if you've read the Godzilla manga they're really cool so uh i check it out this guy is very underrated but he's a really good manga. okay so that's our big news now we have some what the fuck news and that is a perfect way to describe it because this is really fucked up now for those of you who are unfamiliar studio Gynex was a major company founded in 1985 by hiroyuki yamaga Hidekiano, toshio okada yoshiyuki saramoto shinji higuchi and yasuhiro takeda and it was originally named daikon film after the anime shorts they liked for the daikon v and three sci-fi conventions and it was a company that made evangelion it made wings of Oniames. it's a very storied company now the former director and i'm sorry rather the former president of gainax Tomohiro Maki has been sentenced to two and a half years of prison by the Tokyo District Court for semi-coerced indecent acts. Holy shit. Big deal. So, Maki was arrested in December 2019 for indecent acts he committed in February of last year on an aspiring voice actress. Uh, He took pictures of the victim naked, reportedly to to quote-unquote prepare her for photo shoots in the entertainment industry. He also touched her inappropriately while reportedly claiming to massage her because her feet were swollen so this dude was totally a pervert and like i said he's getting two and a half years of prison for semi-coerced indecent actions his career has been destroyed now when they uh interviewed the victim, in reaction to the sentencing, she said she was naive that she was told that the nude photo shoot and inappropriate massages at Gynex's women dormitory were necessary for promotion. The victim, who was in her late teens at the time, added that there were times when she refused, but there were times she was convinced to go along. She said she spent the year from Maki's arrest to sentencing in anxiety, but hopes no one in the future will feel the sorrow that she felt. Um, the attorney for the victim kanitaka kazai added that they asked people to respect the victim's anonymity and vow to take legal measures to protect her honor and privacy this is a big fucking deal it's really messed up and well let's be honest uh maki deserves all of it so well two and a half years may not be enough time but hopefully it will bring some comfort to the victim and we respect her anonymity so that is all the major news. So let's get to some licensing news. Uh, first off, uh, actually there's only one company this week. Uh, Kitan Books. Uh, and they've licensed three manga for digital releases. First off you have by Chinkururu with art by Suyu Haruno. You have Gacha Girl Corpse or Gacha Wo Washite Nakama Wo Fuyasu. Saikyo no Guide Gaiden Wo Sukarar this is coming out January 8th, 2021. And the synopsis is easy. Gone itching for an adventure that's out of this world? Well, we gotcha covered. Pun intended. Follow Hihachi as he's pulled into a different world with his smartphone where he needs to do what he does best to survive. Roll gotcha. Uh, that sounds ridiculous. I'm not really digging it, but whatever. Next one. The Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Kumicho Musume to Sewakekari. And this is created by Sukiya, coming out February 12th. The premise is that Kirishima Toru is as vicious a Yakuza as they come, to the point where he's nicknamed the Demon of Sagaragi. To get him under control, he's suddenly given a new mission straight from the boss. To babysit his daughter. Will this be funny? Will this be terrible? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. This seems very similar to Way of the House Husband. So this one excites me, and I want to see how it goes. The final license that Kitan Books has is Welcome to the Outcast Restaurant or Tuhoshi Sokoro i Yokoso, Sakio Party wa Suro Sarata Ryorin, level 99, wa Inakade Nenge no Pokasha Shokudo wa Akimasa. This is created by Yuki Kimiwara with art by Su Mimi and character design by Goro. Coming out March 12th. And the premise is Dennis is one of the most popular members of the Silverwing Battalion, the world's strongest party, until the leader exiles him from the group out of spite. Stripped of his home, he starts life anew with a young girl named Atelier and opens up a restaurant. This one seems fun. And for those of you who know that I like reading food manga, this one I'm really excited about. This seems like a really cool alternative world restaurant thing. So we're going to see how that goes. So now let's get to some of just the general updates that are happening right now. First off, on April 20th, 2021, will launch a new magazine named Aokishi uh, Blue Nights. This is created by editors from the Asuka, Harta, and Dengeki Mao magazine. And this magazine aims not to be bound by one genre and would delve into action, romantic comedy, historical fiction, four panel comedy, and other genres now the cool thing is some of the manga from enter brains harta magazine will move to this magazine when it launches including kauri mori's a bride story aki go with the clouds north by northwest hirona takashi's beni subaki and tetsuya nakamura's yagi to hitsuji no okan uh there's also gonna be a new manga by rio yasohichi who created immortal hounds for this magazine and i gotta say I'm excited because new magazines mean new manga. So that means it's another avenue to find new manga for me to review. And more importantly, new things to check out. Because a lot of these magazines are really different and diverse. And a lot of them have been dying with the advent of the age of the app. So we'll see how that goes. Um, On April 9th, Hayate Kuku will launch a new manga in Hobuncha's Weekly Manga Time magazine. Now, there is no title at this time, but a visual was released featuring a horned demon wearing samurai armor. We don't know what it's about, but could be cool. Um, Also about manga where they don't have a title, on December 24th, the day before Christmas, mangaka Ichi Shimizu and Tomohiro Shimoguchi will launch a new manga in Kodansha's Morning Magazine. No title, no visuals. So we're going to have to wait and see. On December 21st, act-age artist Shiro Yuzuzaki is getting the chance to draw a one-shot manga for Weekly Shonen Jumps magazine. Now, the manga is titled Engen no Cyclops, Fire-Eyed Cyclops, and the story is about a hearsay lawyer suspense. So, kind of intriguing. Now, this was originally written by Osamu Ishikawa, and it could be cool. Um, If you like the art from Act Age, I think this is going to be a great investment. And definitely Shiro Suzaki deserves this after all the shit that happened with her partner in, the, in Act Age. We've talked about this for months. I'm not going to bring it up again. Uh, I think we have one more bit of news on December 15th. Ayano Natsumi will launch a new manga series titled Koi wa Dojinshi Yori Kanari or Love is Stranger Than Dojinshi and this is going to be released on Square Enix's ganger Online website. The story will center on college student Emi who leads an inconspicuous otaku life. She hits it off with one of her social media followers and they decide to meet in person. However, when they meet in real life for the first time, Emi is surprised to find out this person is a very handsome guy. Oh no, what will she do? Dun dun dun! This one sounds like it's going to be great, and I can't wait to read this one. So that is the news for the week. Can you believe it? I finished that in under 10 minutes, because it's pretty quick this week. And no news for Fantastia's Boil of Ink, so that means they're never going to reach 400 manga. I said it wasn't going to happen. I don't think they could pull it off. They're not going to pull it off, unless they release everything next week, which is probably what's going to happen. But I shouldn't be tempting myself. Knock on glass. Uh, fun fact, my glass, my desk is glass. So let's actually get to the reason why I do this podcast, the manga review of the episode. And if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated down to be that reviewing a manga that was written by Natsu Hyoga with illustrations by Neko Kuragi, and this is published by Square Enix, and it's released over here by Square Enix. It's a set-in series that originally came out in May 25th, 2017 to present with seven volumes. And this is based off of a light novel series that is currently being released by J-Novel Club. But it originally came out in uh, October 2011 in Japan by uh, Shosetsu no Nara to present with nine volumes. And it's classified as a drama mystery romance series. And what is this manga called? Well, it's called Kisuriya no Hitori Goto, or... The Apothecary Diaries. So, first off, before we start with this manga is about, let's actually get into the actual definition of what an apothecary is, because some of you don't know what it is. If you played some video games, you may know. But an apothecary is a person who prepared and sold medicine and drugs. Essentially, a f- old school pharmacist. And our main character is the apothecary that in question. And the whole thing is our main character's name is Mao Mao. She is a 17-year-old girl who, one day when she was collecting herbs, got kidnapped by two guys and sold into the Imperial Rear Palace. They decided to make her a servant, and the deal is that if you're sold by someone, it's considered that they're your quote-unquote family, and they get your wages. So she's been kidnapped and is being paid for her work, which kind of sucks, but she knows in this current age... Life isn't going to get any better. So she's just going to keep her head down and hopefully they'll kick her out and she go back to her original job, which is as an apothecary in the red light district in her city. Because apparently there's a whole history behind that, which we don't know in the first volume. But, so that's what she's going to do. She's going to keep her head down and that's what's up. Now, in the Imperial rear guard, that is where all of the Emperor's mistresses are. He has four of them. And to top it off, this is where all of his ladies are. So no men are allowed there unless they're eunuchs, which are considered less than men because they've had parts removed. Kind of crazy, but whatever. So she is in his existence and she's dumbing herself down. She acts like she doesn't, uh, she's not good at anything. And the girls who are working with her know that she can read so they're like hey uh this says something on it can you tell me where it is he's like okay that's a wisteria with a nine so that goes to that building right there oh thank you mau mau and she does that but she tries to keep her head down and doesn't get into it until one day she hears from one of her friends that there's a curse going around a weird curse that is mysteriously killing off all the heirs of the emperor they're getting sick withering away and dying. And so far, the two current heirs, who are made by Gyokoyo, the noble consort, and uh, Rifa, the able consort, they're both sick, and their children are sick, and they think it's a curse. They don't know what's going on. And Mao Mao is looking at this like saying, okay, the symptoms are they're, they're slowly tearing away, they're doing this, and she puts A, B, and C together but she knows that if she tells anybody this in public she'll probably be oh we're going to promote you and then more money goes to the assholes who kidnapped her so she discreetly because she can write she rips off a piece of her clothes writes a message and leaves a rose for both of them where they can't see it until someone finds it which says stop which has the answer to the cure so she goes back to her day about a month later unfortunately one of the two heirs dies Because, uh, Jisui had, um, what is it? She had a boy and he dies. And gyokyo has the princess. And they're both babies. They're both under six months old. And the the princess is okay. And one day, a mysterious figure comes into the rear court. This is a super beautiful, they first say, Oh, who's a beautiful woman? But it turns out to be a eunuch by the name of Jinsei. Who he presides over the Imperial harem. His job is to kind of be in control and test everybody. But he calls all of the minor servants in, including Mao Mao, and he looks at them for a minute, and then he writes something down. Now, one thing I have to mention is Mao Mao is not a beautiful girl. She is very plain looking, she's flat chested, she has freckles, and she doesn't try to stand out too much. But what happens is, Jinsei lifts up a sign that all the people except her can't read that says, you with the freckles, stay. And she's, he's like, okay, all of you can leave now. And Mama's like, oh crap, that says about me. Maybe I gotta go. Oh, I should, I should go. And then he just grabs his, I said you had to stay. Come with me. And he brings her to Lady Gyokoryo, who wants to thank her. And she's like, uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything. And Jinsei just breaks it down. He's like, okay, well, first off, someone who's literate and you're literate uh, had to be a maid because this is written on maid clothes. And if I look at your clothes, I bet you there's a rip in there. Am I right? He, he figured out it was her immediately. And they want to thank her. And what the thing was, she said in her message is, stop using your makeup. It'll, it's poison. Because back in the day, the lovely makeup that women would wear was made out of lead. And it would slowly give you lead poisoning. And when you're feeding a baby, yeah, it's pretty bad. It'll kill them in a very sad and gruesome way. A baby cannot survive with lead poisoning. So, yeah. So, she is... um. She's thanked by the lady and she's like, okay, thanks, that's good. And she expects to go back to laundry services. And they're like, no, 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 I want to make you my lady in waiting. She's like, really? Okay. And all of the major consorts, the mistresses, the four mistresses that the emperor has, all have a bunch of, con- of ladies in waiting. Mao Mao is one of four for Lady Gyokyo. Her rival, Jinsui, has 10. And then the other two we haven't met yet. But so she's going to be the new lady waiting. And she's bored out of her mind at this job. She's like, what the hell? I'm doing this. At least I have my own room now. And she asks the lady's the maids, hey, uh, is there anything I could do? You want me to clean up? It's like, no, no, no. You'd be fine. And they And they're like giving her snacks and candy and letting her relax. But they give her a look of pity like, what's going on? She's like, what is, what's going on? Until it's revealed what her job is. She comes in and is brought before her a bunch of regular plates filled with food. This is the food for gyokyo Mao Mao is to be the food taster for gyokyo which is going to be insane. So her job is to taste the food in order to make sure it's not poison. And it will, if she dies, well, that's it. However, they didn't take one thing into account. One little insane thing. Mao Mao, like I said, is an apothecary. She loves making stuff. She is obsessed with making medications. She wants to make the ultimate uh, cure-all. And because she is so geeky about medicine and poison, she has been poisoning herself for years. And she's been experimenting on medicine for years. So she's eating all the food like, okay, smells okay, this is all right. Oh, this is really good. Uh, nope, this one? No, probably not. This is good. No slow action. No reaction to the ground. Like, she could just observe something and know if it's poisonous or not. But for her, she also has a major immunity to poison because she would experiment with herself. Her left arm is covered with scars and bruises from experiments she did. Everybody else, all the other uh, lazy ways, think that she was abused. And that's why she doesn't talk and she's weird. Because she has, like, one scar is from a burn because she's trying to make a burn cream. One scar is she bruised herself so she could try making a bruise solve. She has bites from different types of rare and dangerous spiders and snakes because she made her own uh, anti-venom. So she is perfectly fine with this eating food, and now her new lot in life is to be the food taster and eventually she becomes the apothecary for the inner court because they find out how good she is because she's able to detect this. And when they ask her, was anything poison? She's like, no, but I would recommend you changing the dishes to silver. And, um, the lady is no, uh, they, uh, Jinsei said, don't use silver this time because they're testing her. And it goes into her being essentially her problem solving all these different problems. Uh, one chapter is about her having to make an aphrodisiac for uh, Jinsei because he wants to make it, and he's also going to make it for the the lady, for the lady, and she decides to make cacao chocolate because apparently chocolate is an aphrodisiac. So you see her uh, getting to be able to see the actual. A reserves of all the herbs they have, and she's like super geeky, like, Oh my god, look at all this! This is great, I love it, I love it. And she does a dance, and Jinsei's like, So you're making a weird dance, is that to prevent curses? And she's like, Oh shit, because Mao Mao hates Jinsei, she hates him. Uh, well, doesn't hate him, she has apathy towards him because everyone else is looking at Jinsei, man, woman, and they're smitten by him, they think he is beautiful, and they proposition him and then you have this girl mau mau who wants nothing to do with him and he finds her fascinating intriguing and he's interested in her right now first it's going to be as a kind of subject but it might turn into a romance later on we'll have to wait and see however like i said she ends up making a aphrodisiac using chocolate and it's funny because she's like okay i'll make some i'll make chocolate it shows back in ancient chimes how to make like hardened chocolate it's like okay we don't have ice so we're gonna gonna get a big pot fill it with cold water and we're kind of gonna put it over the we're gonna put a plate in there put the chocolate i want to freeze on the plate close it up and let it sit for a little bit and then the cold water will take away the heat it's kind of cool seeing her make up all these different uh Medicines And more importantly, she's also consulted on, like, weird mysteries. So it's one part detective story, one part doctor story. And what can I say? But it's a fun series, and it's something very different. At first, I took a little bit of time to learn the names, because all the names are Chinese. I have to say, I am assume it's Chinese, because Mao Mao Jinsei, Gyo Kyo Yo, Rifa, Rishu, Shun. It could be that or it could be Korean. I'm not entirely sure because they don't really say where this is located at. However, that was a little bit of a twist. And also there's some other elements involved like Bowmouse Pass because she was the apothecary for a red light district. So she has a lot of knowledge on things that are not great or savory or more importantly, they're a little more questionable. Like she's able to later on tell one of the ladies that Because she's busty, she'll make the Emperor happy or her future husband happy. Using a secret technique that she learned when she was a little girl. And you're like, wow, she learned that from when she was little? Wow. But, I digress. So, the story is on point. Mao Mao is an endearing character. Jinsei is hysterical because he is very childish. And he's very scheming and at first you don't really know what his deal is like is he a man is he a woman then you learn it is, is. he a is he just someone who's an advisor is he someone who's there for reasons he's too smart for his own good but his story is just as compelling as Mao Mao's and you end up liking all the different characters like you have uh Gao Shun who is uh Jinxi's loyal subordinate, his bodyguard essentially, and he has to be the one who's kind of the barrier between Jinsei's super mischievous self and just everybody else. So he's the translator almost. You have the uh, eunuch doctor who is a who at first treats Mao Mao like she's a bother, but then once he sees that Mao Mao, once he sees that Mao Mao knows her stuff, he invites her in for tea and all these other little. Uh, little sociable things because they become friends so it's great seeing the story of Mao Mao as she develops from someone who was kidnapped to one of the highest ranking people in the inner court even though she doesn't want it uh one other thing after to mention some of you are wondering wait she's being paid uh she's getting paid and her pay is going to the criminals right well this is fixed in the first chapter and bring this up When she brings it up to the lady that that occurred, that that's why she doesn't want to be promoted. What the lady does is she knocks over a very expensive vase and says, oh no, you knocked over that expensive vase from two dynasties ago. We're going to have to deduct your wages and probably bill you for the rest of it. And Mau Mau's like, oh, that's such a shame. Uh, Send it all to my family if you need to, please. I want to make sure it's all paid for. And then Lady Gyokoyo is like, oh, by the way, here's your expenditure so you could spend some money for you to spend on all your herbs and stuff. And it's more than what she was making before. So she has a bonus that's going into her pocket directly, but then her actual wages are being deducted for a vase that was broken that she's probably going to pay forever. So the guys who kidnapped her get screwed. It's a nice little twist of the knife. Uh... I showed this to Greta, and she was pretty, uh, she was enjoying it a lot. She felt the story was different and unique, and she liked how the Mao how Mao was a good main character, and I gotta agree. Art is great. Story is amazing. I'm gonna have to give this our highest rating. You guessed it. A really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell, up, and your soul will be forfeit to the great ha ha. So that is uh, it. If you've read Apothecary Diaries, if you've read the light novel or the manga, email me at com. Let me know what you think about it. If you liked it as much as I did, or if you have not, let me know what your thoughts on this series are, or if you've never heard this before and you're interested in this, let me know what you think. I think this is going to be a lot of fun to read later on, and because of our rebirth of the Spirekin bookshelf, our book podcast... I think I'm going to put this book as one of the books we're going to review, the actual light novel, and we'll compare it to the manga. Right now first I have to finish getting through Dune, because all of you voted for that. Thank you by the way. I'm um, only a third of the way into that stupid book, uh, but we'll talk about that when we get to that, because it's Dune. Anyway, thank you for, uh, first off, thank you guys for listening, as usual. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at Zan, X-A-N, at spirekin.com. The random question for the day is, what is a geekdom or otakudom that you have that can be seen as potentially dangerous? Like, is there any hobby you have that you could do that could be seen as dangerous or insane? Like, you know, so, uh, Mau Mau's addicted to drugs and well she's not She just did to testing poisons on herself that's her otaku dump she's obsessed with that some people are obsessed with making weapons some people like fire like what is something that you're geeky about that could be seen as dangerous like you like flying airplanes you like skydiving you like let me know in the show notes um so now, before we get to that part you've all been waiting for, let's get to the manga releases for the week. These are what came out on the wonderfulest day of all. And then, yes, I'm talking about the 15th of December. And we have 48 titles. Holy shit, that's a lot. So let's go into and see say what was released this week. So, yeah, 20th, 20th Century Boys, The Perfect Edition, Volume 10. 8686, Volume 1, the manga. Uh, Which is Printing Office, Volume 4. Aka 13, Territory Inspection Department, PS, Volume 2. Excel World, Volume 23, The Light Novel. Bakano Volume 15, The Light Novel. And I am behind on Baccano. I'm still at 12. Um, Blue Flag, Volume 5. Boarding School Juliet, Volume 13. Carol and Tuesday, The Manga, Volume 1. Uh, that is a great anime series, and I can't wait to see the adaptation for that. Didn't I say to make my abilities average in the next life? Everyday Misadventures, The Manga, Volume 1. Fire Force, Volume 21. Goblin Slayer, Side Story 2, Die Katana, Volume 1, The Light Novel. Goblin Slayer, Volume 9, The Manga. Golden Kamui, Volume 19. Goodbye My Rose Garden, Volume 3. King of Eden, Volume 2. Konosuba, God's Blessing on This Wonderful World, Volume 11. Levius Est, Volume 7. Lust Geus Volume 2. The second Collector's Edition volume of Maison Koku This is such a great series. I highly recommend you check that one out. Um, Maximum Ride, the manga, volume 10. My Dress of Darling, volume 3. No Guns Life, volume 8. Overlord, the complete anime art book. Uh, Plunderer, volume 6. Rascal Does Not Dream of Petite Devil Kohai, the manga. ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, chapter 3, Truth of Zero, volume 11, the manga. Reborn as a Polar Bear, Volume 4. Ramina, the manga. Strawberry Fields Once Again, Volume 1. Suppose a kid from the last dungeon boonies moved to a starter town, Volume 4, the light novel. That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Volume 15, the manga. The Alchemist Who Survived Now Dreams of a Quiet City Life, Volume 5, the light novel. The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten, Volume 1, the light novel. The Devil swordmaster of Excalibur Academy, Volume 2, the light novel. The Devil is a Part-Timer, Volume 16, the Manga, and Volume 18, the Light Novel. The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt, Hey, How About Treason, Volume 5, the Light Novel. The Legend of How I Became a Forest Guardian, the Manga. The Saga of Tanya the Evil, Volume 12. The World's Finest Assassin Gets Reincarnated in Another World, Volume 1, the Light Novel. Torture Princess, Fremd Torture Chen, Volume 6, the Light Novel. W-I-T-C-H, The Graphic Novel, Part 7, New Powers, Volume 2. Uh, Whisper Me a Love Song, Volume 2. With a Dog and a Cat, Every Day is Fun, Volume 2. We finally get the first volume of the Wolf and Parchment manga, the sequel to Spice and Wolf. This is about their daughter. And she wants to date a guy who wants to be a priest. It's a whole thing. Uh... The official visual guide for Your Name is coming out. And then finally, Yawa Petal. Yes, Yamushi Petal, Volume 16, The Manga. So, which of these are you interested in? For me, the ones I'm interested in are Yamushi Petal, Wolf and Parchment, uh, Tanya the Evil, Legend of How I Became a F- Forest Guardian, um, Alchemist Who Survives Not Dreams of Quiet Life, Supposed Kid from the Last Boonies, That Time I Got Reincarnated, Strawberry Fields Once Again, Re Zero, uh, No Guns Life, Masonikoku, Uh Konosuba, Goodbye My Rose Garden, Goblin Slayer, uh, Carolyn Tuesday, um, Bakano, and Witch's Printing Office. So, and 20th Century Boys. So these are the ones I'm interested in. Which are the ones that you're interested in? Um, the ones that I'm depressed about, though, that I'm not happy about are Fire Force and uh plunderer and probably no that's it just those two everyone else i'm kind of interested in all of them so let me know what you think so now that that's done let's get to the part you've all been waiting for and i'm talking about that one that only the Yes, friends, the wheel of manga, except no substitute. What is the wheel of manga? The wheel of manga is a wheel of fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So we're going to spin that one, not only the wheel of manga. Whatever number it lands on, that slot manga that's corresponding to that slot is the one I review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. You can check out the current wheel of manga list on our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash S-P-I-R-A-D-I-S-C-O-R-D. You can join us, you can nominate new stuff, and we have some great Titles in here, I'm always looking for new recommendations. So let's spin to see what we're going to review in the next episode, shall we? Good spin. Number one. Holy shit. Um, this one is a long time coming. This one is a manga that was written by a guy who came from the United States and went to Japan and made a manga, and now he's currently a comic artist for marvel comics i am talking about Felipe smith and the manga that i'm talking about that he released is one that he released a couple years ago and i've been trying to spin this one for years uh i actually got to meet Felipe smith at a con at manga next and it was one of the coolest experiences ever he actually is going to be doing the bumper the opening for the next episode i recorded that and i've been sitting on this for years to play this so be excited for that and what am i talking about i'm talking about peepo Chu. The story of expectations and realities when being a fan. And since it's been years since then, I want to see if it has changed since then with the advent of current technologies. So we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. We got two episodes, so episode 400. 400 fucking episodes since we started this podcast and we're still going strong. Thank you guys so much. You give me the strength to keep going on and I'm going to keep going on as long as I can. So... Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time and keep reading manga. See ya!